Good morning. I knew they would, they'd get finished here in a minute. They had a lot of important things to talk about back there. It's a good day. God's got us, doesn't he? <laughs> He's got us. Byron, good job. <laughs> Byron's filling in for his precious daughter, Leah, and... Uh, that's a test, isn't it, back there? I, hey, I don't want to take any of that back there lightly. I appreciate all that you all do back there. It, um, Leah's made that look very easy. And um, we're going to give her a raise. <laughs> or her dad's going to give her a raise so he doesn't have to go back there anymore. <laughs> oh. Anyways, uh, hey, you know, the, those jobs are important, and it's, it's always those that are behind the scenes that um, sometimes get overlooked, but um, we couldn't do this without them. So uh, we bless you guys. You all are a blessing to, to the body, and it, it's past this body because, you know, the things that we speak and that go out of here through sound and through Facebook, you know, um, there's a lot more people across the country that join us than we realize. Um, we have a lady that, um, I don't know her, but she knows us, and she even bought Bar Revival t-shirts, you know, and I, I thought, you know, you, you, we don't know the lives that we touch and, and uh, where all this goes. And um, ladies, you that joined us um, Monday night, we had a great time, and I want to thank Melissa and Mariah. We worked hard up here Monday, and thank them for all their help, and we had a really good time, and at the end, my mom had told me a month ago that she wanted, um, she had some things that she wanted to speak, and um, Let's just be honest, you never know with my mom. So I was like, well, okay, we'll see what this is about. It was really powerful. It was very good what she had to um, give. And I hope she's watching this. I'm sure she probably is this morning. But uh, she gave everybody there a prophetic word and, it, and gave us a blessing. And um, I will never forget the words that she spoke over me. And... Um, it's something to have a blessing from your mom. To have a public blessing from your mom like that. It, and the words that she spoke were powerful to me. And um, the Lord knows, you know. And um, it was amazing. Mom, speak blessings over your kids. They, don't we all need those out of girls or out of boys? We all need those, that encouragement, and sometimes those closest to us, we don't, um, we want to overlook them, some, or we overlook them sometimes just because they're close to us, and um, encourage those that are around you. Christmas, this would be a good time if your family's together. Um, I've seen my dad do that. We've had a whole group of people, and he'll be like, hey, this is what we're going to do. Well, if they're guests in your home, you know what? They're just going to have to sit there and take it, you know. So go around the table. You may not know what you're going to say. The Lord will give you a word, a something special to say over each person of your family. What a wonderful, that's going to mean more to them than the $20 gift you got them, you know. And um, we all need that. That's what this place is for. This is a place for us to come and get 
recharged and filled back up to go back out there and do, you know, and uh, not everybody gets that. And if they're not in church, they're desperate for something. They don't know what they're looking for. So you can give them an encouraging word. You don't have to mention the Lord. Be good if you did, but you know what I'm saying? I just want to bless you, Mariah. I love you. You're my daughter, and I'm pleased with you. That would, that's an easy thing you could say over your family. So I, I just encourage you in that. And, you know, the last time, this is kind of like soon. This is a challenge for me. Um, it was just seems like yesterday I was up here. <laughs> and um, But the last time that I was up here, I think it was two weeks ago, I spoke on the prophetic and how that, that's a gift that the Lord has for us. Um, and it was interesting to me. Um, well, let me say this. It's still a gift that he's wanting us to give us and he's wanting us to use. Does anybody have a prophetic word you want to share now? Crickets. He's speaking. Well, I'm going to go on. I'll give you another chance. But... You know, that prophetic gift, whenever we, I, I asked, you know, if you wanted to be prayed for that, and a lot of you all came forward, and, uh, you know, a lot of you operate in that already, and, um, but it was amazing to me because uh, I don't remember really who all was down here because some of you all went back, so I, this is just what I remember. I remember one man came and asked for it. And the rest were ladies. Men, I'm calling you out. You know why? Because that gift is for you all as well. And you have a voice. And God's wanting to give you that prophetic gift to use. It's just like I have this gift. I'm going to give this gift to my dad. I have a gift for you. You're welcome. He took the gift. We didn't, he didn't know I had a gift for him. That's the way Jesus is this morning. He, he's, he has it, but it's up to us if we're going to be willing to take it. And he loves us so much, I guess he'll hold it for you till you're ready to take it. <laughs> be sure and give that to mom because she's the one that really wanted it, but you can open it. <laughs> She wrapped it. That's what's funny. Anyways, but you know, with the prophetic gift and with all the gifts, there's a counterfeit. And um, we don't, we haven't talked about that in a while. And you know, um, we have to be wise. We have to be wise in church because there's counterfeit that comes that uses divination, that uses witchcraft that um, calls themselves prophets or prophetess. And they're, they're gaining their knowledge from the wrong source. And we, ha- we must be wise. And, you know, I, I have a friend, and she has a church, and um, she would consider herself um, under my dad as far as a covering, you know what I'm saying, spiritually. And... Um, she had guests in. Before she invited that guest, she called him and asked him, 
Papa, would it be okay? You, am I okay with inviting them? She didn't have to do that. But she, but she so wants to be covered. You know what I'm saying? There's protection in covering. And we have to be wise in, in church, in Christian groups. And uh, we don't want to just hook up with everybody that calls themselves a Christian and are starting secret prayer groups or they're, they got to meet, they got to secretly tell you this is what God's telling them for you. If somebody's got a word for you, come let them tell you that in front of Pastor Gerald, you know? Somebody that's, that can discern if that's right or not. I'm not saying that, that we're that we have to judge everything or anything like that. But some of that, if you're not for sure about, it's good to have somebody else there for your protection and for the person that's given it. And if they won't do that, run. You don't want to hang out with them. You don't want it to receive the word. You don't want them speaking over you. You don't want them laying hands on you, and you don't want them praying for you. And why do we, it says be careful who lays hands on you. But sometimes we're so gullible, or I don't know if we're afraid we're going to offend somebody, every, that we let everybody lay their hands on them and pray for us. We must be careful. There's a counterfeit, and we must be careful. But the counterfeit to the prophetic is a spirit, and this, and this isn't every, this is, this seems really strange that I'm having to start with this. This is the way the Lord gave it to me, and so that's what I'm doing. I'm not apologizing. I'm just explaining. But that spirit is called a Jezebel spirit. The Jezebel spirit isn't just, um, doesn't mean only women can have it. it. That's just the name. A man can have it just as well as a woman can have it. A spirit, a spirit doesn't play favorites on sex of male or female. Um, it's against the prophetic. And I guess the reason that I'm wanting to bring it up this morning is because I have sensed, and I guess um, it, it seems like that the prophetic has wanted to, we've had people get up and give prophetic words, but um, it sim, seemed to me like it's wanted to be stifled here a bit. And um, I just want you to be aware of it. And um, because we are for the prophetic, there are prophetic words going to be given here. They have been given here. They're going to continue to be given here as leadership. I'm standing here saying that Ascension Church is a prophetic house. The prophetic word is coming. The Jezebel spirit is not going to shut down the prophetic. I've been praying about it the last few Fridays that we've met here, and every time I have, I'm telling you, I've been hit hard by it. So I know that it's swirling around. I'm not just saying it's here. I, I, don't, have, I'm not, I don't have all that sorted out, but I'm addressing it today in Jesus' name. Uh, the name Jezebel, do you know what it means? Without co cohabitation. It's hard to live with. They have to be in control or dominating the situation all times. You'll know people like this. But not, and here's the thing. You know, as women and Christian men and women of God, we have a confidence in the Lord. We, we can be much confidence in him. What about Deborah? She was a, she led a whole army of men. She wasn't a Jezebel. She was in her right place doing what God called her. So you have to be careful on on you know, looking at this, it's a very independent spirit. It uses manipulation, uses shame. 
Uh, Self-pity, guilt, condemnation uses all of those things to control. Hey, we got to check ourselves because we don't want this. You don't want this in your life. Um, Women, I'm sure men could be the same. Women who have been victimized by men are usually targets for this spirit. That's easy to understand, isn't it? You've been victimized, you've been assaulted, you've been, so then you build this thing and you start controlling everything because you were so abused. You don't want that to happen to you again. You, that, that's kind of an easy way to see how that um, could come on you. Um, and it's, like I said to begin with, the spirit will attempt to access illegitimate spiritual information. It gets information, but it's using the wrong source. We saw it, you see it in scripture. Remember Moses? He, had, he went up against uh, Pharaoh's guys. They could do all things that God was allowing him to do. But it was coming from the dark side. And that's what Jezebel, obviously, is the dark side. So we got to make sure that we're getting our information from the Lord and from the right source. Um, there's a counterfeit, and we got to be aware of what that looks like. And um, you know what? You got any of that? Come get free from it. The Lord doesn't, that's not the Lord. The Lord wants us to be free. He doesn't want us to be operating in something that's a counterfeit to what he has for us. But the prophetic um, is what I want to go to in the scripture today. And uh, it's a very familiar scripture, and especially this time of year. And when we were gone on vacation this summer, I was reading in this chapter, and uh, the Lord just so spoke to me. And um, it's the um, story out of Luke 1, which seems kind of familiar for this time of year. But I just want to concentrate and just look at the prophetic words. And um, it starts with Gabriel coming to Mary. And uh, we're going to start in Luke 1, verse 28. And it was when uh, Gabriel appeared to Mary. And you know what? The whole book that you have in your hands is prophetic words. But the middle of this chapter, all of the words that I'm going to be reading from are all prophetic words. And Gabriel comes and gives Mary a prophetic word. We don't always look at it that way. But in, in, verse, um, thanks, in verse 28, and, you know, I can't, I can't imagine, you know, here's an angel. And, I, and you know what? Keep, you want to see angels? Keep asking. I saw, there was, there was one here with us this morning. I saw a glimpse of it right, and I've seen it before, just right in over here between that screen and stuff. And I was just like, Lord, thank you. And um, anyway, the, the, the angel Gabriel showed up to Mary, and um, it says in verse 28, um, rejoice, beloved young woman, for the Lord is with you, and you are anointed with great favor. You know what? That's for you as well. 
we are anointed. You know what? Sometimes, though, it doesn't feel like it, does it? That's why we don't go by our feelings. She was anointed. You know, she, she was just a young girl. It doesn't say she come from a, some royal family or she was just a Lisa, a Melissa, a Mariah. But God put his hand on her and chose her. And God's put his hand on you, and he's chose you, Leah. He's chose us. And, he, and there's a lot of scripture that talks about the favor that he wants to pour on us. In 1 John 2.20, it says, But you have an anointing from the Holy One. You have been set apart, specifically gifted, and prepared by the Holy Spirit. You're anointed. Say that. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. It's easier for us to say, Pastor Gerald's anointed. Why is that easier for us to say sometimes? We start looking, gosh, I don't feel very anointed. Well, let's look at Luke 4.18. This is the beginning of our mission statement for our church. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because he has anointed me to preach the good news. He's anointed me this morning to preach the good news. But you know what? It's not just me. When you walk out of this place, he's anointing you to go preach the good news, whatever, however that looks like. You're anointed. Tell someone, I'm anointed. Yes, you are. Hallelujah. So just like... Those prophetic words went over Mary. Those words are for us today. <laughs> and then it says she was troubled over the word and wondered what it meant. Anybody ever get a prophetic word and think, what in the world was that? What, what's that? I mean, I can't imagine the things that went through her head. Can you? I, and there's some things of, of the Lord you can't figure out. <laughs> I, I heard a, Bobby Connors say one time, if you can figure it out, it's probably not God. You know, I mean, he, he's, his ways aren't our ways, and we're not always going to be able to figure them all out. But then down in verse 30, and back to Luke. Gabriel told her, but the angel reassured her, saying, Do not yield to your fear, Mary, for the Lord has found delight in you and has chosen to surprise you with a wonderful gift. Wow. Gabriel told her, Don't fear. The Lord has found delight in you. You know what? The Lord's found delight in us. The Lord is delighting over you. That's kind of a hard one to wrap our heads around sometimes. You think, gosh, you don't know all that I've done. You don't know all that I've been into. You don't know how many people I've disappointed. You don't know how disappointed I am in myself. How could the Lord be delighted in me? Look at Zephaniah 3.17. 
He's got it there. The Lord your God is in your midst, a warrior who saves. He will take what? Great delight in you. He will be quiet in his love, and he will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. He delights in us. Tell somebody, God delights in me. God delights in you. Yes. Um, Psalms 18:19. He brought me into a broad place. He rescued me because he was what? He was pleased with me, and he delighted in me. Yeah, he may not be happy with everything you do, but he takes pleasure in you. That's what delight means. He's created us. He wants us. We need to give ourselves a break sometimes, don't we? <laughs> we do. Let's go down to verse 36 then. He and Mary had some conversation, and then he says to her, Gabriel answered her, The Spirit of the holiness will fall on you, and the Almighty God... That, that's not where I want to go. Uh, sorry. What's more, you're... Okay, so he's told her what's going to happen, how she's going to conceive, and then he starts talking about Elizabeth. What's more, your aged aunt, Elizabeth, has also become pregnant with a son. The barren one is now in her sixth month. Not one promise from God is empty of power, and nothing is impossible with God. Isn't that awesome? And I want to, you know, it's funny that it mentions her aged aunt, her aged relative, whatever. And I thought, isn't it interesting? Mary was young. Elizabeth was old. I believe that that was in there for a purpose, just to show us that age doesn't matter and that he's going to use whoever he wants no matter how old we are. And I don't believe there's a, any retirement because if it would be these days, Elizabeth and her husband would have already checked out and said, we're, we're, we're in retirement mode and we're going to take the RV and go down South Texas and hang out and pick somebody else, right? That's the mentality of the church world today. I don't believe that there's a time to check out and say, we're too old and we're done. And I believe that that's probably why he picked somebody really young and why he picked somebody really old. Because we're ne he's never finished with us. And for everybody in between, you're in. He's got something for you, too. I've been squished before when I was young. I had some, you're too young, you're not ready, you're not qualified, you hadn't went to school, you've got to go check all these boxes, then maybe God can use you. Baloney. If you've done all that, great. You're set. But you know what? If you haven't, you're still set. Go for it. 
I don't believe that there's a whole lot. Take him in your heart, accept him, and go for it. That, that's what you got to do. That's the requirements. That's the disciple. That's who he's called. But I, I just thought it was interesting. That age thing, we, we, we can't let age defy who we are and what's accepted in the kingdom. God, I don't think that age matters in the kingdom. God wants to use any age in the kingdom. But those verses that nothing God's, God's word, that nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. His word, God's words will never fail. Amen? That's what the NIV says. No word from God will ever fail. And you know, she had that promise. She stood then on that promise. And I was thinking, have y'all ever got a promise from the word that you're standing on? Anybody? Yes, few of you. I'm going to read you one that I'm standing on. Um, it's Zechariah 3, 7. It says, if you'll walk in my ways, remain faithful, and perform my service, then you will also govern my house and have charge over my courts, and I will give you, this is it, free access to my presence among those who are standing here. That's what I'm standing on. God gave me that, and I'm going to have free access to the spirit realm and to the things that he's given me. You know why? Because that's the desire of my heart. I, I'm wanting to know more about him. I'm wanting to go higher with him. And um, I was excited to get that promise. You know, um, I was so sick whenever I had Mariah, I couldn't even think about getting a promise from God. But you know what? My mama got a promise from God, and it says she will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Well, by golly, here she is 37 years later doing just that. Isn't that how old you are? 35. I thought you... Well, I don't know how old she is, but anyway, she's going to be doing it 37 too. Whatever. Come on. That's not the point. The point is, we got a promise, we stood on it, and the Lord delivered. I've seen my parents do that my whole life. Rob talked about his dad. His dad wanted to have horses and train horses and do all this stuff. His dad was crazy about horses. And it was amazing the things that he did as a young boy. But um, he said that they would uh, put up scriptures, and they prayed, and they called in the horses even before they had the horses there. They went to feed the horses before the horses showed up. That's how they were standing on promises from God. That he instilled that into him. It's amazing because our parents were friends, and they were going through that faith movement thing, and they were learning how to tap into that. They put some deep things within both of us as young kids that we've never been able to get away from. So start getting that stuff to your kids. They, they will grab hold of it. They'll never forget it. But those promises... Read your word. Get in the word. If you need it. Who needs a promise from God about something? Anybody? You do. Deanne does. A lot of you do. Ask him. I had someone come and tell me. Remember I mentioned we needed to be asking the Lord for a word for next year? I've already had one person tell me God's starting to speak to him about it. 
I'm encouraging you, keep asking. He's got something. I believe he's got something personally for you. I think he's got something corporately for us as well. So keep asking him. (laughs) Oh, nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible. And then I love it because Mary and Elizabeth were no different than us. Mary found out, Gabriel told her that Elizabeth was pregnant. What did she do? She ran to her house, just like we'd do. We, they went and the gals got together. And um, I love it because then the next part is all about Elizabeth prophesying to Mary as Mary shows up at her house. And um, I'm going to read this. I don't think I gave that. All of it starts in verse 42. It says, Mary, you are a woman given the highest favor and privilege above all others. For your child is destined to bring God great delight. How did I deserve such a remarkable honor to have the mother of my Lord come and visit me? The moment you came in the door and greeted me, my baby danced inside of me with joy. Great favor rests on you, for you have believed. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> she showed up, and I, he's got, I think you got verse 45. Great favor rest upon you, for you have believed. Favor rest upon those that are following the Lord. Favor rest upon you, just like it rests on Mary. But the kicker in that is, John recognized Jesus even before they were born. He recognized, and I thought, you know, do people recognize the Jesus in us as we enter in? Are they recognizing what we're carrying? Does their baby jump when we enter the room with the power of God that's on us? Or are we just like everybody else and they just say, oh, that's so-and-so. Do we stir Like Ruth and Naomi, when they entered the city, they stirred the city just because they showed up. Who, what are, are, you know, that's in us. The favor of God is on us. Um, It talks about in uh, Psalms 30, verse 5, for his anger is for a moment, his favor is for a lifetime. Proverbs 12, 2, a good man will obtain favor from the Lord, but he will condemn a man who desires evil. Favor rests upon us. If, if you have God, you have his favor. We have God's favor. That's a promise of his. Just like Mary had favor uh, with the Lord to carry Jesus. I forgot. I skipped over a part that was very important. And I'm going to skip it and I'll go back to it. Um... I feel kind of discombobulated for some reason here. Um, I guess I'll go back to it. Verse 38. I'm sorry. It's life. Something you get. I got ahead of myself, but it's all good. Um, Whenever, after Gabriel spoke to Mary and he said that nothing is impossible with God. 
Mary responded very simply, but with great power. And I believe that this, this verse is something that um, God is asking all of us to say. He is asking all of us. Um, in Luke 1, 38, Mary responded saying, Yes, I will be the mother for the Lord. As his servant, I accept whatever he has for me. Mary said yes. And I believe that that's what he's asking us today, is to say yes to him. And, um, you know, to me, as we accept him as Savior, sometimes that's the, the easy part, I'll say. We think, oh, I don't want to go to hell, so I, I, I accept him as my Savior. But then the next step that you will choose every day till you die is choose to make him Lord. And that doesn't seem to be an easy choice always. Because um, it means we lay down what we want. And we say, yes, we're your servant. Just like Mary said, I'm going to do whatever you want. It's kind of like saying, having a blank contract and you sign your name to it and say, yes, I agree to this. That's what making Jesus Lord is. It doesn't matter what things look like. How it comes, I'm saying yes to you, Lord. Well, that's easy to say and hear sometimes. But then our way gets in the way sometimes of our desires and what we want or um, just our, th our thinking, our old ways of thinking get involved. That's why you have to stay in the Word and renew your mind and get God's thinking, get His mind. You've got to stay on His time. Making him Lord, choosing to make him Lord every day. But Mary said yes, and that's why I felt like that was the most important part of today was just, can you say yes to him today? More than yes, as I believe maybe all of you all, I don't know if everyone in here has said yes to making him Savior, but have you said yes to making him Lord of your life? And you know, maybe you have. And then you, then you may go back and forth in it. And may, maybe the, until you just get squashed to the ground, sometimes that's what it takes of saying, God, I keep trying to do it my way and I can't. He wants us just to totally surrender to him. And she was willing. Don't you know that that's why God chose her? He knew she had a very submissive, willing, humble heart to say yes to him. That she was, she didn't bargain with him, well, I'll, or let me go think about it, or it's not what it says. She just said, okay, I'm willing to do this. And she paid a great price for her yes. You think that was easy for her, an unmarried woman? These days, we don't think about things like that. I, d I don't think that it was probably an easy choice. For, I mean, it, it was an easy choice for her. It was probably not as easy to walk out. 
her and Joseph went through a little bit of stuff. I, I don't know how keen I'd have been on having a baby in a barn. How about you? We, we kind of make that all glamorized and like it's really, whew, I, I don't think it was probably all that. It was a very lowly, humble thing that she took on. The Christian walk maybe is that sometimes. It's not all glitz and glamour. It's not all that sometimes. It's hard road sometimes, that it, isn't it? But God, he's got us. And you know what? When, when you've got him and he's got you, maybe the barn doesn't matter as much. She knew who she was carrying. She reckon, Elizabeth recognized that in that prophetic word that she gave her. It goes on in that next chapter, I mean the next verses. It says, Mary sang a prophetic song over herself. And I don't even know if she knew. You know, sometimes when you're singing, giving prophetic words or saying prophetic things, you don't understand it all. She may not even understood all the prophetic things that she was even saying. She was prophesying the things that Jesus was going to do before she ever even had him. That's amazing. She said in verse 53, those who hunger for him will always be filled. But the smug and the self-satisfied, he will send away empty. And you know what? Those verses are out of the psalm. She, she knew the scripture. Mary had been in the word, whatever that looked like. But she said, those who hunger for him will always be filled. And you know, we have went after many, many things, but because, that's where addictions comes from. That's where overeating, drugs, alcohol, many things come after because um, abusive things a lot of times come out of searching for something to fill that emptiness that only God can fill. And if you're, if you're still, if you say you have him as Savior, but you're still feeling unsatisfied and unfulfilled, and you're trying to use something to fill that place, then maybe it's making him Lord. Maybe because it says if you really hunger for him, that you're always going to be filled. He's not talking about your stomach. <laughs> He's talking about the peace that only he can give. He's talking about um, not being anxious and fearful and, and, and all those things that, that want to come at us. He's going to fill us. You can look up those scriptures in Psalms 107, those things that she was quoting. He will, those that hunger for him will always be filled. Are you hungry for him? Are we hungry for him? Are we being filled? Are you filled? <laughs> you know what? Sometimes 
We try to use education. We try to use a book. We try to use all of this knowledge to fill, trying to um, get our way to God. And, and you know what? A book is a study in the Word. I, I had a man long ago, a prophetic man. I was at his house. His name is Bob Jones, and he told me, he said, you got it here, but it's got to get to here. And I was like, what in the world is he talking about? You know, education fills your head here. It's not, education of the Word and of the things of God isn't the Holy Spirit. Being, you know, that's not going to get you to where you're, what you're looking for. It, all it's going to do is fill your head full of knowledge, make you feel really smart. But to be able to be filled with the Holy Spirit, then you're able to move with God and be able to hear from Him. But sometimes we try to fill ourselves with a lot of knowledge. And the tree of knowledge is not the source. Sometimes we got to get free from all the things we know. Amen? Sometimes we just got to drop some of that stuff and just say, Lord, I want to be led by your spirit. That should be our desire. That's being, letting him be Lord. And you know what? If control is an issue, that's hard to do. That goes right back to kind of where I started from. Because if, if, if control is on you and you have to control everything, it's going to be hard for you to say, yes, Jesus, you are Lord, and I submit to you, and I want to be led by your Holy Spirit, not by myself. This was interesting, wasn't it? <laughs> it's kind of interesting to me, and I'm the one that's up here. We don't have to be heavy. It is what it is. I love the Lord. I love what he gave me. I love the prophetic. I love the prophetic words that's in Luke. The, pro the prophetic words that talked about Jesus and his forthcoming and this is a wonderful time of year. A lot of people don't like Christmas because they don't want to have to deal with family and think about spending money and, or whatever your hang-up is about it. But you know what? We've got to remember what it's really about. <laughs> but don't use that not to buy your wife a gift. Now, come on. He's got gifts for us. He is the ultimate gift. And just like those two ladies, those two just common ladies that were willing to say yes to the Lord, their husbands were saying, willing, hey, those two weren't even together. She's going to have a, the Messiah. And you think you've got issues. That was, a, I just can't even wrap my head around what those two went through. Zachariah and Elizabeth, they had their own troubles. He couldn't talk, and she's going to have a baby, and they probably had the best nine months of their life, you know? <laughs> anyway, I, I don't know. I just know that God is wanting us to say yes to him. He's wanting us to be filled. He's wanting us to receive his gifts. And if you have control, he's wanting us to deal with that too. I mean, that's a big ball of stuff right there. I'm going to ask you to stand. I'm going to pray.
then we'll turn it within we can um, be dismissed I'm willing to pray for any of y'all that need prayer and um, at the end, Lisa wants to give a testimony, but I just want to pray over you right now. Lord, I just thank you, God, for your word. I thank you for what you give me. I thank you, Lord, that in your word you said we're anointed. You have favor for us. Your gifts are for us. The prophetic is here in this place. Lord, um, you're wanting to fill us this morning with your Holy Spirit. I know you're here. I sense his presence. I sensed him moving even as my dad got up and was asking about needs. And, and there are some that wouldn't speak. And that's okay. Come forward and let us pray for that need if you didn't want to speak it out. But um, I just want to bless you. Um, I thank you all for being here. Uh, we're going to take just a time to pray for anybody that needs prayer. I'm going to ask Byron if you want to go ahead and turn on the music. We don't have to have the music on, but whatever. But um, if you do need prayer, if you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit, if you need to come and stand on the line and say, uh, yeah, I need to do this one more time and say, yes, I am saying yes, just like Mary did. I say yes to you. You are my Lord. I want to make you my Lord. I want to make you uh, king of my life. Um, Whatever your need might be, if you need prayer for healing, come, we'll pray for you. And I bless you. Have a good week. We'll be here Wednesday at 7. We want you to leave here. No fear, no guilt, no condemnation. That's the way Jesus wants us to. Amen. If you need prayer, come on. And if you don't, that's fine. We bless you, Lord. I heard a prophetic word yesterday. <coughs> I went to Lawton, excuse me, to do a wedding for these friends. John Magnus's daughter, Morgan, many of you know who I'm talking about. They've been here. And I told them I, I want both families to pray over these kids as they're getting married and John said I've got something I want to say and he told this young man this young man lost his dad I believe he committed suicide when the boy was about four years old <clears throat> and this dad looked at his future son-in-law and he said with tears in his eyes I've, we have prayed for you before you were ever born. He said, I was calling in what my daughter would need someday. That was a prophetic word. He gave that young man a word. He gave that young man that was fatherless. <clears throat> He's got a father-in-law that will be a real father to him. Any other needs? Lisa? Many of you know Lisa lost her husband last February. Oh, I'm not very good at doing this. 
Uh, a lot of y'all knew the struggles that I've been through. Faced losing my home. Sold a lot of things that meant a lot that we had worked for. Had doubt come in. Fear. But through it all, there was a small voice that told me, trust me. Every time I got upset, every time the doubt come in, I, I remembered that voice and a peace would come over me. I fought tooth and nail. I've been <laughs> struck down by hell. But I'm here and I was blessed. The Lord carried me through it. I'm still in that house. And I got my widow benefits. I got disability and I'm going to be able to stay in that house. And that's only because of God. And that's what he's done for me. So anybody that's having problems, he'll do the same for you, even when it doesn't look like he will. And I want to thank each and every one of you members that have prayed for me. Thank you, because they were answered. Bless you, Lisa. We're glad you're here today. Any other testimony or word? Let's see if Jesus prays. Listen, it's about him. Lord, you're the God that's more than enough, and I decree that over us in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm glad you're here today. Love you.